You're listening to Gateway to Dreams. I'm your host, Teresa Ward, and in this Dreamcast, I'll begin to teach you how to interpret your dreams in three simple steps. Are you ready for the adventure? Let's get started. Have you ever had a dream that left you excited, confused, or even afraid? Do you wonder where dreams come from or what to do about them? Welcome to Gateway to Dreams, where we explore and simplify dreams God's way in three simple steps with author and international speaker, Teresa Ward. Teresa will not only help you interpret your own dreams, but she'll also show you how learning to interpret will help you recognize how God is speaking to you all the time. Get ready to be encouraged. Now, here's your host, Teresa Ward. Hey, this is Teresa. I want to thank you for listening today. And before we get started, let me just remind you to hit the subscribe button wherever you download your podcast from. And if you like what you hear, please consider leaving a positive review. Okay, so for today, I'm going to share a very simple three-step model that I learned to interpret dreams. Now, let me remind you, simple does not mean easy necessarily. Everything Jesus did was simple, but very profound. And some of the most simplistic things you're going to learn to do to interpret dreams are the hardest. So here's how I want you to think about dreams. This is this is the way I approached it when I first started. I saw dreams a couple different ways. One was like a puzzle. And so you start with the corner pieces, which are the most obvious things that stick out in a dream. And then you go to the edge pieces, the next easiest things. And all the other details of the dream are the middle pieces. And you never force a fit. Another way I used to see dreams were like hidden pictures. Do you guys remember that little children's magazine that was usually in doctor's offices? And um, inside, it was called Highlights Magazine. And inside was this hidden picture page where you, it, just gave you a list of objects to find and you just circle all the objects. That is exactly how dream interpretation is. You, it is just thrown all together (laughs) and then you find all the symbols and the Holy Spirit is the one who puts it together. Okay, so in the hidden pictures, I want to tell you a funny story about how um, I had to learn this the hard way. So, I am a very uh, in order kind of person. I, I, you know, if you study scripture, it's line upon line, precept upon precept. Um, but with dreams, it's so different. And it is more like a, a, a big picture with hidden things all over it. And you need to kind of look at it that way, or it's not going to make sense to you. And so, one of the ways God taught me this was that um, I had a dream one time. So, when, when you know, he's always, God is very frequently like, oh, poor Teresa, she's just not getting it. So, I'm just going to have to bang it over her head so she understands what I'm trying to say. Um, but so, I wasn't understanding uh, how people were getting to the dream interpretation. And at the time, I had two mentors of mine um, under John Paul Jackson's ministry. They were, we would have a conference call once a week to practice dream interpretation. And they were getting to the interpretation in a totally different way than I was. And it was taking me much longer and it was much harder because I would go every single line. I would say, okay, you know, this line means that, this line means that. And I would try to put it together in order. And I was really frustrating them. They were like, no, that's not how you do it. And I'm like, well, that's the only way that makes sense to me. So, let me give you a little bit of background. I'm a book freak. I love 
books. And I um, used to have a really big um, office in my the last home that I had. And I had a huge library and uh, thousands of books. But I would, my office, the books were rated by topic first, but then by height because it looks better, right? It looks more natural going from small to tall. And so everything was by height. So it would look really clean, really organized, and really neat. And I had a dream one time. And in the dream, I'm asked by a previous boss of mine, he says, I want you to organize the books and um, I want you to do them alphabetically. And I kept trying to say to him, no, alphabetically doesn't look as good. (laughs) It might help you find the books faster, but it's going to look messy because you can have a short one, a tall one, a medium, a short, a tall, and it's just not going to look as nice. And I kept saying, let me just Uh, organize your books in the way that it looks best, in the way that it looks nice. And the Holy Spirit just said to me, that's how you do dream interpretation. It's not A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It is you organize it in a way that makes sense and in a way that looks good. And so that's how the Lord started uh, showing me how to do dream interpretation. And so I've shared on a previous podcast, uh, Dreamcast, that um, I used to teach for John Paul Jackson and how God showed me a different way to do it. And He would show up in my dreams and start teaching me what things meant. He told me to keep it simple, easy, and fun. And He encouraged me to encourage others that to show them that they can do it right away so that they would continue to do it and not give up from frustration. And so, the way I have figured out that I do it is by an acronym with the word T, like having a cup of tea. T-E-A. And so, this is how I walk everybody through every dream. And if you know me personally, (laughs) you know the first questions I'm going to ask you because I ask them every single time, because this way just has always worked for me. It will at least get you really close to a correct interpretation. And remember, I just want to remind you, the Holy Spirit is the one that leads us into all truth. And the Bible says in Job that Only God has the one with the correct interpretation. And so, I just want to preface um, me training you um, in that God can—there isn't a formula, and everything is about your relationship with God. It is more important to search a matter out and have a relationship with God than it is to get the answer. Um, He values relationship first, and He wants you to always have to need Him. In other words, you're never going to just have all the answers, no matter how long or how hard you study, because then you wouldn't need God, and He will never remove your relationship with Him out of the equation. I even had a dream one time, and He said, um, in the dream, something meant one thing, and then it changed the meaning the next time, and they asked me why in the dream, and I said, because God said so. (laughs) And I know God was just trying to tell me that he can make whatever he wants mean anything he wants, and he can change the meaning tomorrow. One thing can mean this today, but tomorrow it can mean something different. And that's why you have to really ask a lot of questions when you're doing dream interpretation, because everybody has a different dream language, everybody has different experiences, and unless you ask questions, you're never going to know their frame of reference. And this is why I get frustrated for people who— um, 
you know, do dream interpretation, just saying submit a dream and we'll interpret it. You can get close doing it that way with just some training and some some logic and some common sense. But you will never get to a very specific interpretation unless you talk to the dreamer and ask them questions that pertain to them. And, um, you know, keep turning those puzzle pieces around until they fit. And so I just want to encourage you that if you're helping other people with their dreams, you do not have to have the answer. It's the Holy Spirit's job to bring them into the truth. And sometimes your job is just to ask them questions. And I always tell people, I'm not a dream interpreter. I'm a professional brainstormer. (laughs) That's my job is just to help you discover your dreams and what things mean to you. And then your spirit will know what's true and what's not true. You'll know when it's a fit. You know, have you ever had a dream interpreted and you thought, no, it just, that's not even close. That that doesn't mean that at all. And then had a dream that somebody told you something you never thought of and wow, they were dead on, but it didn't really make sense to your logical mind. That's the element of the Holy Spirit. He will bring it into all truth. And so don't feel pressure that you have to have all the answers. You just have to help people brainstorm on how to get there. And remember, too, you don't want to be somebody's answer. You don't want them always coming to you for the answers. In a previous episode, I asked you, or I told you, reminded you, it's important that you're not people's answer and that um, you're not God. (laughs) Our job is to hook them up with God. And if we're their answer, then they'll stop going to Him and stop their relationship. And so, remember not to people be people's answer. I also want to remind you that we are not entitled to an interpretation. Some dreams in the Bible were sealed for a later time, like the instance of Daniel or the vision in Revelation. And I have had so many dreams that I still don't know what the answers are. And some dreams that took 10 years to come to pass, or five years, or three years, or whatever. You're not entitled to an interpretation. And some will be sealed in your spirit, and they will make sense when they're supposed to make sense. So, I'm going to share with you the three simple steps that I've um, put together. And this is just something that I happen to figure out how I do it. So, we use T, T E A. It's an acrostic for titles, emotions, and actions. And I've outlined this more detail in my book, Gateway to Dreams, Three Simple Steps to Dream Interpretation, if you want to get a hold of a copy of that. You can find it on Amazon or in bookstores. But right now, I'm going to just keep it super simple for today. I just want to give you some food for thought, and I want you to start putting into practice just little things. So I'm going to give you a brief overview. Let's talk about the T in T-E-A. T stands for title. I'm going to tell you something. This is the most important thing you will do in dream interpretation. I will also tell you, while it's very simple, it is the hardest thing you will ever do in dream interpretation. And I want to show you a couple of examples. So, Little Red Riding Hood, I want you to think about the story of Little Red Riding Hood. I don't know if all of you listening have ever read that book. Most of you have, but maybe in some other countries you haven't. So, let me just tell you the essence of the story. It's about this little girl named Little Red Riding Hood, and she's wearing a red hooded cape, and she's walking through the woods. She goes to her grandmother's house, and a wolf has taken her grandmother captive and hid her in a closet, depending on what version you read. And the wolf is dressed up like grandma now and in bed waiting for Little Red Riding Hood so the wolf can get Little Red Riding Hood. 
And so that's the essence of of the book. And depending on which version you read, everything ends okay in most versions. Um, but I want to show you something. I want to use this as an example about if this were a dream, what would you title it? Now, the reason um, titling is so important is because when you learn to effectively title, you will get to about 80% of the meaning to your dreams. And I'm going to show you how this works. So, in Little Red Riding Hood, that title is horrible because it doesn't explain anything to you. It doesn't tell you anything about the story. It doesn't even tell you, you know, why she has that name or whatever. It's just the name of a character. It doesn't give you any uh, indication about what the story is about. And so, I want you to think about this story again. I always use this when I speak to live audiences. And I ask them, what would you title Little Red Riding Hood? If Give me a better title. And let me give you examples of better titles, right? So, Little Red Riding Hood is on her way to Grandma's house to bring a basket of food. And, you know, there's a wolf there waiting to, to eat her, right? So, a better title would be Beware of Deception, right? And so, if this were a dream, say this were a warning dream, and um, you had two titles, Little Red Riding Hood or Beware of Deception, the second one will tell you exactly what the dream is about. Now, the more specific you can get, the more insight and answers you'll get for your dreams. So, if you were to say, um, Beware of Deception, Beware of (laughs) a Wolf, uh, Beware of Deception, but everything ends okay. Then you know it's a warning about something to beware of, uh, don't be deceived about something, and also an encouragement that everything ends okay. And so, the more specific you can get in your titles, the more understanding you will have. Now, listen, there will be times when you have to interpret part of the title. For instance, if the title were, Beware of the Wolf, now you have to interpret what the wolf might represent. Right. And a wolf might represent a person with deceptive motives or for the, you know, if you're a Christian, you've heard the the phrase, um, a wolf in sheep's clothing, you know, somebody with false motives. And so, um, there might be things in the title you have to interpret, but if you just practice titling things, this will be the most effective thing you can do to get to the interpretation of your dreams. Because if you know nothing else, now we can interpret all the symbols of of Little Red Riding Hood. We can talk about what red means and what her cape means and what grandma means and all these things, and they will give you added insight, but they don't change the meaning of the dream. The title should summarize what the meaning of the dream is. Okay, and in fact, if you look at your Bible— Every chapter has a title at the top summarizing what you're about to read. Do you know I had a dream one time and God told me that this was the most effective way to memorize scripture, that if you will read something in its context and title it, you will understand what it's about and it's easier to remember. So, one of the quick ways you can learn to do this to find out what the title is, is to find what the turning point or the climax is. You can actually chart this out with a triangle. You know, the left side point is the beginning of the story. The top part of the triangle is the turning point. It's the climax of the story. It's where you're sitting on the edge of your seat. It's where the story changes. And then the bottom right point is how the story ends. Your turning point or climax is your title. 
Um, and you be as specific as possible and as concise as possible. The more concise and precise you are, the more you'll understand what the dream is about. Another way to do this is to act like a newspaper reporter, because what you're doing is they have to come up with a headline. The way they do that is the five W's, the who, what, where, when, why, and sometimes how. If you can get all of those answers into one sentence, that's your title. And so you can, um, that, that is a really good way to learn how to title things. This seems so easy, but I cannot tell you how many times people will say, I don't know where to start. Now, listen, it's important to have the dreamer try to come up with the title themselves before you help them. And the reason is, is because they instinctively know what the dream is about, and this is making them search it out. They Only they know what they were thinking in the dream. Only they know what they were feeling in the dream. There might be things they forgot to tell you. So you want them to try to um, come up with the title on their own at first. And then if you have some ideas and they're just stuck, you can try to help them with that. Now, the next part of T, T-E-A, is E. E stands for emotions. I'm going to tell you a really cool thing about dreams. Most dreams are us processing our emotions. And so, I call emotions are often an anchor to reality. And what I mean by that is that if you can find the emotions in the dream, it will often line up with how you're feeling in real life somewhere. And so, I just want you to take a look at your emotions um, and and watch for repetitive things like emotions are often repeated in dreams. I'll give you a funny example. One time um, a girl came to me and said, I had this dream and it was a really long dream. And this will also tie in with come up with a really good title, not an overly simplistic title. So she explains how in this dream, I'm running, 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 and I'm exhausted and I'm weary and um, I, I don't feel like I can go any further. And then I'm on the beach and I'm drudging through the sand and I'm weary. And the word weary keeps coming up. And then she says, I'm swimming and I'm in the ocean and I'm so tired and I'm really weary. <laughs> you kind of get in the theme here. And then she says, then there was this rope and I was climbing up the rope and I was so tired and I thought I was going to fall off like I'm at the end of my rope. And <clears throat> so the main emotion was weary. And so I said to her, I said, well, give me a title. And she says, um, and th- this is a very good example of why you want to ask the dreamer what the title is, because they do instinctively know sometimes what it's about without realizing they do. Because when I said, what is the title to this dream? You know what she said to me? Ministry. <laughs> Ministry is nowhere in the dream. But she knew that her emotions of weariness had, was related to doing ministry. And also, what you do is you look at the emotions and you say, where do I feel like this in real life? If I feel like this in real life. The caveat here is that if it's a prophetic dream, meaning a dream that is going to come, pass, come to pass in the future, it means it hasn't happened yet. So, nothing's going to make sense right now. So, I just encourage you with dreams where you really just have really worked on it and turned that puzzle piece a million times and you can't get anything to fit. It might be about something that has not happened yet. And so you just pray and ask God for wisdom and you don't forget it. And when it seems to come to pass, you'll know this is that. Okay, so the last part of TEA is actions. So 
they're the verbs. If you are into grammar and English and you love all that stuff, you're going to understand verbs are your action. It's usually words that end in ing, um, you know, like running, sitting, um, things like that. And actions, I have found, are also anchors to reality. It could be something that you're doing in the dream that you're really doing in real life, too. Sometimes, though, it can be a little tricky because it can be metaphor. So, like, if you are fighting in a dream, it could be that you're going through spiritual warfare and you're fighting in the spirit, right? You're not literally fighting somebody, punching them literally in the face. (laughs) But, you know, it could be that you are fighting something or you're struggling with something, you know, you're fighting a thought or you're fighting a habit or you're fighting, you know, what people say about you or, or something like that. So you have to watch the actions. Actions are also often word plays, idioms. Remember how we talked in a previous episode about how God speaks symbolically over 8,200 times in Scripture? And some of those ways that he speaks are idioms. They're all over the Bible. And an idiom is a saying. It is a word play. It means like some of the idioms that we often use in America are like, I'm sitting on the fence about an issue, which means I'm indecisive about something. It's a word play. You're not literally sitting on a fence. Sometimes your actions in your dream are idioms, and you have to really pay attention or word plays. For instance, if you're backing out of a driveway, are you backing out of a commitment? Are you backing out of something? Are you backing out of a relationship? Are you backing out of a responsibility? Or should you be? You know, and you just keep it in context. Should I be or shouldn't I be? But you can watch, look at some of the actions, and that might tell you also what it's about. So I just use these quick things. The title will often summarize the dream for you, and emotions and actions will help anchor it to what it might really be about in your life. And you have to, one of the keys with dream interpretation also is that you have to stay with the thoughts the observations, and the emotions you had while you were inside the dream. This is where a lot of people trip up because, say, for instance, they have a dream about being naked, and, and, you know, and while they're in the dream, it feels fine, right? I'm naked, but in the dream, I'm not freaking out. It's totally fine. They wake up, and they freak out. Oh my God, I was naked. And they start to interpret through a filter of how they feel after they wake up and they think it's bad. What you want to do is always stay inside of the dream with everything you thought while you were inside of the dream and how you felt while you were inside of the dream, and don't take it out of context when you wake up from the dream. Because let me just give you, um, using that naked example, nakedness in dreams sometimes is a really good thing. It means you have nothing to hide. You are being completely vulnerable, completely open with people. And um, let me tell you too, God's not embarrassed by your nakedness. He created you. You were born naked. (laughs) So, you know, it's not a bad thing unless it's in a bad context. So always keep it in context. That's something you're also going to hear me say a million times is keep it in context. Context is always the key. Listen to me, even when you interpret scripture, context is always the key. And this has been the greatest division in the church is that um, we interpret Scripture differently, and we sometimes take it out of context and make it say what we want it to say. And it's the same thing with dream interpretation. You have to keep everything in context, because a symbol can have a positive meaning or a negative meaning. In Scripture, Jesus was the Lion of Judah, but Satan is also portrayed like a lion, 
right? He, he prowls around looking to see who he can devour. There are good and negative interpretations for almost everything. Okay, the only exception I want you to keep in mind is that if God has said something is absolute, you want to keep it absolute. Let me give you a quick example. In Scripture, he says witchcraft is an abomination, which means he hates it. It will always be evil. So, you want to be careful never to put witchcraft in a positive uh, uh, connotation or a positive situation with a dream. Um, context is always the key, but you don't want to change what God says about a thing. And so, even though there are positive and negatives for most things, there are some absolutes. Like, God is always good. Satan is always evil. And so, just keep everything in context. So, just a reminder, I want you to stay with the thoughts and observations and emotions you had while you were inside the dream, and remember to keep everything in context. Listen, there's so many other things to teach you, but I just wanted to start with a few quick tips, and I want you to begin practicing titling. One of the exercises I encourage you to do is to go in your Bible and go through the Psalms, and I just want you to start retitling the Psalms. Now, listen, your Bible's already going to have titles over them. You're not allowed to use that title. (laughs) You have to come up with your own. But by doing that, you will begin to have to apply. You'll see how this works, and you'll have to apply your heart and try to figure out what the overall message is. And do you know by retitling Scripture, you're going to memorize Scripture. You're going to know where it's at in Scripture. For instance, you know, Psalm 91 is the protection psalm. It's a it's a kind of a long thing, but if you just know the overall message is that it's God's protection for you, then you know where to go in the Bible when you need God's protection. And you'll learn scripture a lot faster that way. And it's really fun to do that. So, listen, I hope that was fun for today. I hope you start, I want you to go back and pull out your dreams and I want you to uh, retitle, I want you to start titling them and seeing if that doesn't help. And if you have a testimony, go to our website at gatewaytodreams.com and tell us how it worked for you. If you have a question, you can leave a question. And if you have a dream you'd like to uh, have considered for an upcoming episode, you can also record your dream on our website and we'll take it under um, consideration for an upcoming episode. So listen, I pray your life turns into a multidimensional adventure with God and you begin to see Him in ways that you may not have recognized before. I want to remind you He's madly in love with you and He's so excited you're on this journey. If you seek Him, you will find Him. That's a promise from Him. Until next time, Keep calm and dream on. Make sure to get a copy of Teresa's book, Gateway to Dreams. Three simple steps to dream interpretation on Amazon or at a bookstore near you. If they don't have it, ask them to carry it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gateway to Dreams. Until next time, may God bless you above and beyond. The information shared on this podcast is a sole opinion of above and beyond and is not to be used as medical advice. If you need professional help, consult with a professional therapist or physician. 